Welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio program. Are you in real estate? Do you own real estate? Or are you a real estate entrepreneur? We're going to talk today about the systems to put in place to make sure you're running your business like a business and the ways to grow that business today on the Real Estate Guys radio program. Stop for a moment. Why are you listening to this show? Are you dreaming of a bigger, brighter financial future? More personal freedom to live life on your own terms? What if there was just one skill that could make it happen? There is. Sales. Robert Kiyosaki says every entrepreneur must be good at sales. It's true for investors too. Sales is how you attract money, people, and opportunities. Sales is the skill used to negotiate deals and lead your team. Sales skills are essential to success. The good news is, it's a learnable skill. The great news is, we've created a two-day interactive workshop to teach those skills to you. Make plans today to attend How to Win Funds and Influence People, Mastering the Art of Financial Selling. For dates and details, send an email to sales at realestateguysradio.com or visit realestateguysradio.com and look under events. Gain the skills you need to succeed. Email sales at realestateguysradio.com or look under the events tab at realestateguysradio.com. Welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio show. I'm your host, Robert Helms, with me, financial strategist, co-host Russell Gray. Hey, Robert. It's a wonderful summer. We're happy to be out and about in the world. And oh my goodness, we've had some incredible interviews the last few weeks, just lots of folks. So today, uh, we're going to take a break from that, and it's going to be just Russ and I. Yeah, how exciting. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, every now and then we have to address some of the things that we see happen uh, when we meet listeners and we see lots of listeners at events. And uh, one of the things that's occurred to us is that there's so many people who invest in real estate on the side who are maybe looking to make it a full-time vocation. Now, you can successfully invest in real estate as a part-time effort for your entire life, and many people do. And we're going to make the argument that even if you're a part-time investor, you should still think of the time that you spend in your real estate business as a business. But especially for that person who's saying, I want my real estate income and my real estate activities to become my primary income activities, there are some steps you have to take to become a real estate entrepreneur. Well, you know, as we talk to people and you ask them, why do you want to invest in real estate? It really always boils down to one thing, and that's freedom. I mean, they say, I want to make passive income to exceed my day job. I want to, you know, I want to have wealth to do this or that. But if you just keep peeling back the layers of the onion, take it all the way down to the core. What do they really want? They want freedom. And that's great. That That's kind of this squishy goal. You know, what freedom is to anybody is kind of, you know, the, how much it costs and what you get to do is that's going to be independent to every individual. But there are some things in common that you have to have because in order to have freedom, uh, financial freedom, the freedom to be able to, uh, have your calendar, right? Cause you, but we've met people that have financial freedom, if you will, meaning that their investments produce enough money that they quote unquote don't have to work for somebody else. But they're so busy working on managing that investment themselves that they're hating every day of their life and they're not really free at all. You know, that classic example of that guy we, we met all those years ago that was running that, that big apartment building in Las Vegas. He was making a million dollars a year in quote unquote passive income, but he was in that apartment manager's office 16 hours a day, seven days a week. His wife was enjoying herself, but him not so much. Right. So we thought about, well, really, what is that? How does that happen? How does somebody go from wanting to be free and then investing in real estate and then being trapped by the very vehicle they hoped it would carry them to freedom? 
And it really kind of breaks down to not understanding how to go from what Robert Kiyosaki would say the S, which is the self-employed quadrant, to the B, which is the business owner quadrant. And that's really kind of the essence of today's show is how do you take that basic concept of building a business that gives you freedom of time and financial freedom how do you do that with real estate? I think it starts with you as an investor. Again, if many people who listen to the show are listening casually because they're investing in a house or two a year and building up a nice little financial fortress around their family. So they'll have an income stream and they'll be creating equity and all those things that are great. But then you get folks who are, you know, kind of enamored of that and start to, to want to make that their vocation. And that's great. But before we get to that part of it, the full-time entrepreneur, even as a part-time real estate investor, I think you need to make the paradigm shift that you are a business owner. You own a real estate investment company. You're the president of a real estate investment company that's whole mission is to figure out the investments that make sense to support the company you've created. So you're not just buying houses. You're thinking about how we re strategically acquiring assets in markets that make sense with the type of property and the type of tenant profile that will be interesting to us and taking advantage of our expertise and all those things. So from, from day one as a real estate investor, you're thinking in a, a really, really thinking of it as a part-time business. Yeah. And it's really important because, you know, if you're already working a full-time job and you're trying to add this on top of that, plus have any type of a personal life, your business processes, your systems, your efficiency, your, your ability to get things done effectively and effectively is doing the right thing efficiently right a lot of yeah. people can do the wrong thing efficiently and that's great you know but it's not very effective right, right. it doesn't produce results other people can't get the right thing done very efficiently and so they have to spend a lot more time uh, doing what needs to be done and so that's a constant struggle that all small business people go through I mean if you really think about it, if you work a day job right now and you're working for a mature productive company when you get up to go to work every day there are systems there are policies there are procedures there's infrastructure so there's computer systems and phone systems and uh, there's people that have roles and responsibilities and if you're if you think of it like a manufacturing line a production line if anybody is old enough to remember when we used to have those in the United States right you start on the front end of something and it goes through a process and at the back end of the process you have a finished good and of course before you can even get there you have somebody who's purchasing raw materials and before you even got there you have somebody who's maintaining all of the factory equipment and and they're onboarding the people and so those that very same concept is what you're involved in you think well gosh that just sounds like a lot of work right? I'm just a little mom-and-pop real estate investor that's true and so even if you're fulfilling every role yourself if you understand the processes that you have for vetting a deal, for collecting rent, for managing the money, for doing turnover, for how you're going to uh, do a make ready on a property. All of those things are very important. And then Robert, I think before we get too far ahead of ourselves, one of the things you brought up that I think is important in kind of getting to know yourself, I think one of the most important things for a real estate investor to understand is that we use dollars to accumulate real estate. We don't use real estate to accumulate dollars. And, you know, there's a lot of people that think they're real estate investors because they're flipping houses. And you can make a lot of money doing that, right? There's nothing wrong with that. But what you're doing is you're going from cash. You accumulate cash from wherever you come up with it, right? And then you go buy a property and you fix it up or do whatever you're going to do. And then you sell it and you end up with a pile of cash. Well, cash doesn't give you freedom unless you have such a huge pile. You can just draw down on that 
that forever and not run out. Most people have to have income producing assets to become truly free. And people see real estate as a vehicle to get there, but that means you're operating a business that's producing rental income. And so you have to be good at operations. And that's really the point. Yeah. So that's the first step is treating it like a business and then putting together these systems. Now, they don't have to be huge, elaborate, expensive systems. Some simple examples. I think before you are managing property or figuring out due diligence, you have to get out there networking. You have to meet people. You're going to meet people and add them into your world. So you go to an event, you better have a professionally produced business card. It, it shouldn't be your day job business card with your personal email scratched on the back side. It ought to be your real estate investing business business card. And there should be an email address and probably a website and phone number that are exclusive to the business. So when I call you, I don't hear your cute little voicemail message with your kids in the background. Hi, it's our house. You reached our house, which is great on a personal level. Instead, it's a professionally recorded message. Your website looks professional. Your email is to not Gmail or Hotmail or AOL. Your email is to your real estate investing company. Simple things because from the minute you meet somebody, you are giving them an impression. Yeah, I mean, the concept is you want to project an image which is consistent with how you want that person to see you. And this is especially true if you decide to go down the path of syndication. Now, you might say, hey, I have no interest in raising money from other people right now. I'm just going to invest my own money. That could be true today. But in a year from now, you may have a change of heart. Well, that's a good point. Most of the people we meet that are interested in syndication, we meet a lot of those people because we do a syndication event uh, quite regularly, they didn't start out thinking, I'm going to go raise capital. What happened is instead they bought a house and then it was working well and they bought another house and then they bought a small apartment building. And before long, they ran out of their own ability to pay for it. They ran out of capital, they ran out of credit. And so they looked to partner and then they found some partners and then they found a great deal that was so good. They went out and learned how to raise the money to do it. And now they're in the syndication business. And most people in the syndication business still invest passively in real estate. It's not one or the other. So it's a great point. Begin with the end in mind. If you're already thinking, hey, I want to do bigger deals with other people's money. Great. We'll talk about that before we're done. But if you're not there yet, and you really, you don't even think of, you're not even thinking about that yet. It doesn't mean it might not happen. Well, my point is this. If you've ever been involved in a planning session in designing a business, you know, and we're doing this show for people that have not really had that experience. I've done that a number of times in my career where you sit down with a blank slate and you think, okay, I'm going to create a product, a brand, a service. I've got to figure out how to design a customer experience from outreach. How do I get people even to know I exist? When I first make contact, how do I make the right first impression? Then when there is some level of engagement, how do I nurture that engagement until people have a complete understanding of the offering and we have a complete understanding of their need to see if it's a match? And then when they decide, yes, it's a match, then what does that process look like? And so coming back to this idea of professional image, you may not think today, hey, someday I want to be taken seriously as a manager of money, but what's the harm in being positioned to look that way, even if you never do it, versus the harm of not being positioned to do it and then finding yourself in a position where you ran into the deal of a lifetime, but you're a couple of million short. And if you could just find 20 people with 50 grand, you could do the deal or something like that, then you're not in a position to take advantage of the opportunity. So to me, a big part of business is just always thinking two or three moves ahead and 
creating more options for yourself and not limiting yourself. Now, by thinking about your real estate investing business as a business, you'll just take more professional steps. We've got a couple of presidential candidates right now, and everybody is looking with the microscope at every business transaction they've ever had and every email transaction they've ever had and and where they're under the microscope if from the time they were little baby business people if they had instead been thinking you know one day i might run for president and everyone's going to be looking at this stuff i'm going to prepare myself a certain way i'm not saying that everyone should run for president i will tell you right now i'm never going to be a candidate for that job <laughs> but the, you, that's the idea right build your reputation as you go so that anytime when someone looks back it'll be congruent yeah uh, it's absolutely important and so you know when you move past that impression, uh, when you think about just from the image and the brand, what are you going to stand for? Then there's tools. You, you talk about website, business card, uh, phone systems, voicemail greetings, uh, maybe the car you drive, the people you associate with. You know, we, I talk about that a lot in my presentation in Secrets of Successful Syndication, where I talk about build your brand, build your network, right. and how important it is to do that. And anybody anywhere can begin that process right away. You don't have to have a deal. You don't have to have a need to do anything. You just begin the process of putting yourself in a position so down the road, when that day comes, you're ready. We're talking about treating your real estate business like a business as a real estate entrepreneur would. We've got lots of great ideas to share with you today. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Live nationwide, you're listening to the Real Estate Guys. Find out more at realestateguysradio.com. Are you ready to profit in paradise? Hi, it's Robert Helms. And if you think real estate investing means tenants, toilets, and termites, think again. Located just a short plane ride from the U.S., a virtually untouched paradise awaits. The beautiful country of Belize. When you go to Belize with the Real Estate Guys, you'll spend four fabulous days discovering one of the most intriguing real estate markets I've ever seen. With its jungle rainforests, pristine beaches, and 81-degree turquoise water, Belize is one of the most beautiful places on Earth. Plus, it's considered one of the top seven tax havens in the world. Belize property is on the rise, and many experts think the best is yet to come. But don't just take my word for it. Come experience Belize firsthand at our upcoming investor field trip. When you join us, you'll discover the many reasons we love Belize, like tremendously undervalued beachfront land, super low taxes, ease of doing business, and so much more. Get the details at realestateguysradio.com. Just click on events. See paradise for yourself. Click events at realestateguysradio.com, and I'll see you in beautiful Belize. Hi, this is Patrick from Paradigm Life. I've recently written an ebook called The Perpetual Wealth Strategy. The ebook discusses one of the best investments, real estate, combined with a financial vehicle used by the wealthy, many US presidents, famous actors, athletes, and even Houdini himself. You can download the ebook for free in the resources section on the Real Estate Guys Radio homepage. Don't wait, go download it now. Hi, this is Frank Holmes. Chief Investment Officer and CEO of U.S. Global Investors. And you are listening to The Real Estate Guys. Welcome back to The Real Estate Guys radio program. Heard every weekend on this fine radio station all the time at realestateguysradio.com. Thanks for tuning into the show. Are you a real estate entrepreneur? Are you just a person that flips houses or owns property? You get to decide that. We're talking today about some of the ways to legitimize your real estate business from the very start and, and really become a real estate entrepreneur. And I think before you even go out and do a deal, we got to step back a little bit and just 
just talk about the way that you plan to become a real estate investor. Now, having said that, most people don't. Most people fall in to become a real estate investor. They couldn't sell their house. They bought another one and kept one as a rental, and all of a sudden, they're the accidental landlord, or they went to some seminar and got all hyped up on some particular property and bought it, and now they know what, right? They, they become an investor instead of setting out to be an investor. But no matter where you are in your real estate investing career, it's always appropriate to set some time aside for strategic planning. Yeah, that's the key. Businesses are typically thinking at least a couple of years, sometimes five years ahead, and they're thinking about the moves they need to make today to be in the position they want to be in down the road. And that's really true. If you think about it, when you go to buy that first property, you're putting something onto your balance sheet, which is going to have an impact on your debt to income ratios, your credit score, your cash flow, your cash reserves. And if you're doing it strategically, you're thinking about not just the deal in front of you, but the, the second and the third and the fourth and the fifth deal behind it. For the longest time, even at the mom and pop level, right, you're going out there to buy your very first home. Robert, you know, you sold real estate forever in the store. He is, you know, people show up and they never say, honey, let's go out and look for a mortgage. Right. They don't go out and drive around looking for a mortgage over the weekend. They go around looking at property. And when they find a property, they fall in love and they make an offer. And then they go out and they run around and now they're chasing their tail because they got a ticking time clock called their escrow and they've got to arrange that financing. They have no idea if they're qualified, you know, and it can be expensive not to be prepared. You know, you may find out that if you had 45 more days, you could clean some things up on your credit score and get an extra five or 10 or 15 points. And that would put you in a completely different bracket where you could get higher leverage or lower interest rates, which would yield a lower payment. But you don't know that because you put the cart before the horse. Well, here's why that is. Nobody's excited about the mortgage. They're excited about the property. And so what you should do, of course, is sit down with your mortgage professional way in advance of a purchase so you can get all your ducks in the row so he or she can help you figure out what the program is that makes the most sense for you to, based on your timeline and based on what your resources are and all that. And once you have that clear, now you go out and look at a property. Well, that's not as exciting, right, as going out and look at the property. But as a real estate entrepreneur, you've got to discipline yourself to say, well, first, let's figure out where we're going. Let's spend some time really thinking about it. I mean, how many times have we met a real estate investor who just ended up in a market for some crazy reason? And when they stepped back and thought about it, they went, oh, yeah, I guess if I really thought about it, I wouldn't have bought this. So really think about it. Yeah, so so that's really the point. So we first we talked kind of on the marketing side, just about imaging and, and that whole process. Now we're really talking about the financial side of it, being prepared to buy. Now, if you're going to do syndication, then it's important that you have built up a list of prospective investors and you profile them and you have some idea what amount of capital they're looking to invest and what types of investments and what their time frames are, what their risk appetite is. You want to have a bigger list than you need. If you're just dealing with your own finances, and of course, you want to have a mortgage professional who is making financing available for the types of products you're interested in, right? You can't go see a home mortgage person if you're talking about buying a commercial building typically right. or some type of a specialty property. So you need to really meet with the people who understand how to put the kind of deal together that you're trying to put together. And you may find out, hey, I can do this all by myself. You might find out, oh, I'm not qualified to do that. And then you have to make a decision based on the reality of your financial situation. Hey, I really would like to do a, a commercial building, but I'm not qualified to do a commercial building. So I'm just going to do single family houses until I can't. Somebody else might say, hey, I really want to do a commercial building, so I'm going to go find a financial partner who can help me do this deal today. And those are just two different ways of approaching the same problem. But the point is, is sitting down and thinking strategically about what it is you have to work with, where you want to go, and the moves you need to make right now, the things you ask yourself constantly, 
what can I do today to put myself in a better position a month from now, six months from now, a year from now, and then every time you make a move, just like playing Robert Kiyosaki's game Cashflow, every time you make a financial move, you update your financial statements, you look at it, and you have a new set of reality. And ideally, you have advisors on your team, which is another important part of treating your business like a business that we'll talk about. But that mortgage professional, that credit coach, those people who can help you understand the dynamics of what's changing in the lending world, how to manage your credit score proactively so that you can actually make moves to get it where you need it to be. Uh, and then again, on the syndication side is if you decide to do that, making sure that you are out there networking with the right kind of investors that are going to have the right kind of appetite for the type of deal that you'd like to be able to do. And of course, it all begins with you and what we call your personal investment philosophy, knowing exactly why you're investing in real estate and what you want it to do for you. And that'll help dictate the kinds of markets and properties you're interested in. And then you want to set that plan. And you're going to check in every time, just like when you play cash flow after you buy a property and you've got that new mortgage and it's performing and you're thinking about your next move on the chessboard, it's time to revisit with your mortgage professional and say, all right, how do I look now? Because what's going to happen is as you have more and more debt, the lender is going to look at you differently. And I know this, having gone through this for many, many years, that the higher amount of debt you have, the more contingent liability there is as far as the lender's concerned. They're concerned if you have too much debt on too much property. And so you may have a large appetite for buying units and not be able to get to that because of the financial side. So better to know that going in. Now, that's not to dissuade anybody. There's lots of ways to, to get real estate. It's never been a limitation for us. We've always been able to figure it out and you can too, but be strategic about it. Now let's talk about your team a little bit because you mentioned that, Russ. I think that's critical. You know, the the loan operator, the one-man band or one-gal band out there who's trying to figure it out and, and they are just them. It's me. I'm looking at deals. I'm talking to people. I'm buying a property when I can. You don't think of having this, this team, this structure, but you do. And, and your team doesn't mean employees. At some point, you may get your business to the point where you need employees, and we'll talk about that in a moment. But until then, your team are the professionals around you that are going to help you at every stage of the game. And these people are absolutely crucial. Here's the challenge, and a lot of people in the real estate education space uh, take advantage of this, and that is that people who are used to being a cog in a wheel, in a corporate machine maybe, and they're a computer programmer, or they're an accountant, or they have some special some expertise. You know, we're trained. What you do is you go to school and you, you go to advanced education and you get a specialty, a skill. You learn how to be a lawyer or a doctor, whatever it is. And then you go into society and you trade your skill for income. And that that makes logical sense, right? You think, okay, that's what I'm going to do. Entrepreneurs don't don't think that way. What entrepreneurs do is put things together. And so they don't have to be the expert. They have to have access to the experts. What they have to do is they have to have the plan and they have to create the structure so that all of these experts work in a machinery that produces a result. And so one of the big mental changes or adjustments you have to make, a paradigm shift, if you will, from going to being a solo operator to being a true entrepreneur is the concept of understanding that you don't need to know everything about everything. It's so tempting. I'm going to learn all about law. I'm going to learn all about branding. I'm going to learn all about customer relationship management software. I'm going to learn all about taxes. I'm going to learn all about insurance. I'm going to learn about asset protection and legal structures. I was that way. 
I mean, I know a lot about a lot of things because I had that mentality that I just, I'm super S. I'm going to learn everything. I'm going to do everything. I still suffer from that. I get frustrated when people can't figure it out as fast as I would or why they don't put out as much effort as I would. But that's limiting. Even though you can get a lot done, you can be hyper-efficient as a one-man band. At the top of the show, we talked about freedom. How much freedom is there if everything that has to be done is on your plate? Right, not very much. Yeah, no matter how smart you are, no matter how hardworking you are, no matter how efficient and capable you are, at the end of the day, you are a human being with limited capacity. And in a world that's changing so fast, your core skill set isn't to master everything you have to master the one thing. And the one thing is building the team that are masters of all of the different disciplines you have to have. And then your mission is to see the big picture and give that team direction. And so if you really make that paradigm shift, you have really laid the foundation from being a small time operator to really having a chance to go big time where you have both large numbers, but free time. And I think that's kind of the holy grail of real estate investing. And a lot of people don't understand how to get there. They want it. They think they can get there. Hey, if I just had, you know, a thousand units producing income, I would be fine. Yes. But who's running all of that? Who's counting all of the money? Who's filing all the tax returns? Who's managing all the insurance policies? If that's all you, you're far from free. So for today, we're not going to delve into all your team members. You can go back in our archives and find a show. We've talked about building a real estate team. It's more of a mindset of I'm going to strategically put together a team that supports me, your real estate brokers, the mortgage person, attorneys, CPAs, anyone that helps you in your business is your team. And you want to be strategic about acquiring those folks and making sure that it's not more work you're creating, it's less. We're talking about becoming a real estate entrepreneur, not just a real estate investor today. We've got lots more ideas and we'll play real estate trivia when we come back. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Real Estate Investment Advice right in your mailbox. Sign up for the free Real Estate Guys newsletter at realestateguysradio.com. If you want to retire in the next five years or less through real estate, then please pay close attention. My name is Brad Sumrock, and I've taught thousands of my students how to replace their incomes, quit their jobs, and retire faster than they ever thought possible by not investing in single-family homes. You see, there's a secret to retiring fast with little risk, and it has nothing to do with being a landlord, fixing toilets, or flipping houses. The secret is multifamily apartment buildings. Starting from scratch with zero experience, I managed to pocket over $1 million in cash and retire from my 17-year corporate job within three years of apartment investing. Now, this is not your typical no-money-down real estate training. We believe in smart, hard work for intelligent people. So if you're good with your finances, have a decent job, or saving your money, and you're looking for a change in getting out of the rat race, then investing in apartment buildings might just be the answer you've been looking for. Send an email right now to sumrock at realestateguysradio.com to get the details of my upcoming training event, and you'll also receive my free training webinar, Apartment Investing for Beginners. That's sumrock, S-U-M-R-O-K, at realestateguysradio.com. Forbes rated Memphis the best cash flow market in the nation. And our good friend Terry Kerr at Mid-South Homebuyers has been the premier turnkey rental property provider in Memphis for over 13 years. With an A-plus rating for the Better Business Bureau, Terry has renovated over 750 houses. Real Estate Guys listeners have snapped up hundreds. Discover what these satisfied investors already know. Mid-South's properties are completely renovated with a one-year warranty and a lifelong rental guarantee. 
They're affordable, well-managed, and easy to own. Perfect for beginning investors and veterans alike. Get in on the action. Contact Terry and his team via email at midsouth at realestateguysradio.com. Hi, I'm Mark Victor Hans. You're listening to The Real Estate Guys. If you want to expand your consciousness, expand your wealth, expand your future, and have more delight and excite in your future than in your past, keep listening to The Real Estate Guys. Welcome back to The Real Estate Guys radio program. Thanks for tuning into the show. We're talking today about the real estate entrepreneur, not just investing in real estate, but really treating it like a business, whether that's just a house that you occasionally throw into your portfolio or if you build yourself up into a real estate syndicator doing hundreds of millions of dollars in deals. We have some more thoughts to share with you, but before we do, let's play Real Estate Trivia. That's your chance to win a prize by knowing today's Real Estate Trivia question, which obviously has something to do with real estate. Bit of a stretch today, but still a kind of a good question. Uh, and as soon as you hear the question and know the answer, what you're to do is send us an email to trivia at realestateguysradio.com. With the answer to the question, your name, and your full mailing address, because if you're the winner, you're going to receive a copy of Robert Kiyosaki's latest book, Second Chance, a great, great book you're going to love. That's yours if you know today's Real Estate Trivia Question. Last week on The Real Estate Guys, we had Chris Martinson on the program and gave away a copy of his great book, Prosper, for this question. Most of the Las Vegas Strip is not actually located in the city of Las Vegas, but in another city. What's it called? The answer is Paradise, Nevada. Here's our real estate trivia question for this week. Where is the world's largest collection of mustards and mustard memorabilia? Somewhere on earth exists the world's largest collection of mustard. Where is that? If you think you know, or you just want to take a guess, or you want to do the research, get us a quick answer to trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Include your name, your mailing address. So that if you're the winner, we can send you out this wonderful book by Robert Kiyosaki, Second Chance. That's today's real estate trivia question. We're talking about stepping up as a real estate investor to really become a real estate entrepreneur. And it's this mindset as much as it is anything else, approaching the business like a business. We were talking before the break about assembling your team. As your business grows, you actually may be to the point where you need to hire people. And that's probably never been easier than before. We've got the, uh, I call it the Uberization or the shared economy because you've got through these uh, job sites or these places where talent can put themselves up, you can literally just hire the amount of work that you need done and that's it. And you can hire it wherever it happens to be located anywhere on the globe Love and you can it. find it so quickly. It's such a great, great change in, you know, a disruption, if you will, but it's a great one for real estate investors, especially that person who's stepping from, it's just me to I need a little more help. It's not a full-time employee. It's not payroll taxes and all that. That kind of stuff. It's a way to get work done that can be done quickly, easily, not saying it always goes well, but it's certainly become a lot better through technology through the fact that these uh, types of people are available throughout the world. And yeah, and what it draws out is that one of the major skill sets that you've got to develop if you're going to be an entrepreneur is project management. You have to have the ability to keep track of what's going on, who's doing it, when it's due, and hold people accountable. I know me personally, it's been one of the biggest struggles. I have a difficult time doing that. I, I tend to just like to do things myself. I know where everything's at. I know, you know, but it's limiting and to get to the next level, 
the good news is, to your point, Robert, you don't have to go hire a full-time employee. Usually in the old days, the first person you would hire would be kind of somebody who had jack-of-all-trade skills, right? Or maybe you hire them to take one key thing off your plate, and then you go reinvest time learning how to do something else. And it was this really slow, iterative slog up the organizational building ladder. But today, you have the ability to go out and figure out exactly what needs to be done and then recruit people who have specific skill sets to do those specific roles. But it means that you must invest the time, and I'm finding this out myself, constant process of evaluating what your processes are and knowing exactly what needs to be done and then figuring out who's going to do it and then when those handoffs are occurring. You don't get the benefit of some of the water cooler moments where people just kind of collaborate. You don't have uh, a lot of the same type of dynamics that you have when you have a group of people in one geographic location. So it, it presents a lot of freedom because you can travel and you can manage your team from anywhere. But it also creates uh, some issues that you need to to train yourself towards so that you can become the leader of the disparate group of uh, contractors that you have out there. Yeah, and that totally depends on what it is they're doing. Someone like a property manager, a relationship like that, that's someone you're going to want to be in regular contact with. Sometimes it's project-based, right? One of our syndication students brought uh, a great-looking piece that he put together on some property they had assembled, and it was 40 pages of graphs and information, and it was beautiful. I'm like, wow, how long did this take? He goes, five hours, $210. Like, wow, his work to put the pieces together, then to find a graphic designer who could do it on one of these sites and then get it back in a quick amount of time for 200 bucks. Yeah. I mean, it, it that it looked like $3,000 worth of graphic design. Yeah. See, in the old days, I would have run out and I would have bought like some, you know, software, publishing software that would have cost me the same amount of money as the finished product. I would have invested all the time to learn the software and I would have figured out how to tell the story myself. And you think, okay, I'm being efficient. I'm being cost effective because my labor is free. That's a big mistake. Big mistake. If you want to become the highest paid person in the room, you need to start to act like that. You need to start to think like that. And you need to begin to outsource the things that can be done by other people who can do it more effectively, more efficiently, less expensively than you. And then you keep focusing on doing the main things. And the main things are the big vision, revenue generation, holding people accountable, making sure your model's working and all that kind of stuff. Now, eventually, if you do need an actual employee, well, you're going to want to seek some counsel there because there's employment law and all those kinds of things way beyond the scope of this show. But uh, we really like being able to work through vendor relationships, uh, especially because it gives everyone a lot of flexibility. The other side of it when it comes to people is what we would call a, a partnership. It might be that in your real estate investing career, you come along someone that you think, wow, this person has complementary skill sets. They're really good at things I'm not and vice versa. We should partner up. And I'll tell you, almost everything I do in real estate is with a partner because I truly believe that the sum of two people is way bigger than two. It's that mastermind concept of when two people get together, it's like 11 because of that synergy that you were talking about, which means you do need to have time together. But you don't necessarily have to start off that way. Well, you probably shouldn't. Right, and you shouldn't. You can approach a deal as a joint venture where somebody is in a deal with you one time before you jump into a partnership. Yeah, and this is huge. I, I think probably some of the most painful experiences I've personally had, some of the most painful experiences I've observed have been with people who got married, if you will, in a partnership too soon. They hadn't been through enough together. They really didn't know who they were individually. 
They certainly didn't know who they were as a partner, and they didn't understand who their other partner was. The worst time to find out you've got a bad partner is when you're in a partnership. I mean, I want to find out when they're when we're only doing a deal together, not building a company together. And so when you think about how you might use the upside opportunity of being a partner to recruit talent, because really that's what you're doing. You say, hey, I've got this thing I want to go do. I need resources. I need a skill set. I need something this other person is bringing to the table. If you're not recruiting a partner for that reason, then you, you shouldn't even be recruiting a partner. You should be recruiting a partner because they're bringing something really valuable to the partnership that you need. With that said, it doesn't mean that you have to give up as much as you might think you have to give up to get there. Because if the idea is, hey, gee, Mr. Prospective Partner, I see a lot of potential here. You look like a guy or gal that has a, a skill set and a need and a, a, a plan for your life that is very complementary to what I'm trying to accomplish. I like you at first blush. I think that we could really make this thing work. How about we date? How about we do a couple of deals together and see how it goes? How about we get to know each other a little bit? And that way you can begin the process of working together without really getting in bed together completely, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you'll figure it out as you go. And you'll get into relationships with folks that seem like everything's going to be great. And a deal or two later, you've discovered it's not a match. And then vice versa, you find the, the perfect partner for you. Now, you don't ever have to have a partner. You can completely just be your own person and your own company. And you're the leader of the company. And you're off doing real estate investing. But to get bigger, most people do seek out partnerships. Most of the most successful real estate investors we know have partners. In fact, at the last summit this year, 2016 Summit at Sea, Ken McElroy and his partner, Ross McAllister, were on stage not talking about real estate, not talking about apartments, talking about their 15-year partnership and why it works so well and the things they went through, the ups, the downs, the way they work together. Fascinating stuff, right? So much power in partnership. I guess our message today is just be careful getting into one. We're talking about becoming a real estate entrepreneur. What are the steps you need to take? When we come back, we're going to talk about going bigger and growing your business. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Elms. Need help with your real estate investment portfolio? Check out the resources page at realestateguysradio.com. If you love real estate and have always wanted to own your own business, listen up. The Real Estate Guys and their panel of experts want to teach you how to go full-time fast in the real estate syndication business. These next few years may go down in history as one of the best times ever to acquire investment real estate. There are deals everywhere if you know where to look and how to assemble the resources. The Secrets of Successful Syndication Seminar will show you how to make big money doing big deals from a team of experts that have syndicated projects totaling more than $1 billion. Don't wait for someone to give you a raise or create a job for you. Attend the secrets of successful syndication and learn how to build a team, raise capital, find deals, and make full-time money in six months or less. Go to realestateguysradio.com and click on events. All the big players use syndication as a way to diversify risk, optimize profits, and earn big money. You can too. Go to realestateguysradio.com and click on events. 
Hi, everyone. This is Jim Rickers, the author of The New Case for Gold, and you're listening to The Real Estate Guys. Welcome back to The Real Estate Guys radio program. Thanks for tuning into the show. No matter how you're listening today, tell a friend about The Real Estate Guys. We're having fun today talking about uh, stepping up to uh, entrepreneurship, being really a business owner, not just a passive investor. And I think kind of the ultimate place that investors end up is syndication, real estate syndication. We've alluded to it. We've been talking about it. But this is the idea of aggregating capital and resources to go do bigger deals, a bigger deal than you could do on your own, maybe a bigger deal than any of your investors could do on their own. And there's safety in numbers, but it is a whole different element. You're really now having to run it like a business because at the point you become a syndicator, it is a business. Well, yeah, you have a huge responsibility to your investors and you have a responsibility to yourself. If you're going to try to maximize the returns that your investors get, you can't be taking a big slice of the pie for management fees and uh, expenses, which means, you know, you have an obligation to your own bottom line uh, to be efficient, to be effective, to get the right things done the right way for the least possible money. And that way you don't have to put as much of a load on the investment for your capital partners, uh, but you get more to your bottom line, which of course is what you're doing the work for. Uh, there's a lot of different ways to put it together. We're not going to delve into that. But the point is this, is that as you are out there understanding that Building a business is very different than building a portfolio, right? Building a portfolio will have some business aspects to it because you have to have systems and procedures for onboarding properties. You have to have systems and procedures for operating properties. You have to have systems and procedures for disposing of properties. You're going to have systems and procedures for managing the money, doing the taxes. You're going to have, if you get into the syndication business, you add a whole nother layer. It's how do I onboard investors? How do I vet investors? A lot of people think, hey, if a guy can write me a check, he's vetted. That's a big mistake. And uh, if you hang around enough syndicators, you'll find that out. Uh, a lot of times you have to understand what you're doing is you're qualifying people whether or not they're worthy to be your partner. You're the goose that lays the golden eggs. You're the money maker. You're the machine. Many, many people, I know it doesn't seem this way, but many, many people are out there and they have more money than they have time or expertise. If you have time and expertise and you know how to make money in real estate, there's a desire in the marketplace, especially right now, for people to invest with you, but they don't know how to find you. So your business is about, uh, we start at the top of the show, uh, creating an image and a positioning and a networking to do that. And then the business processes for doing all the things you have to do to be able to operate the, the business to produce those profits. And then, of course, on the back end, you want to be able to continue to expand that and that ratcheting up is is a whole different art form because you know it you you get to a point where it's a certain size and it gets comfortable and growth always comes from stretching a little bit outside your comfort zone so we say all the time to people in our syndication mentoring program get comfortable being uncomfortable because that's where all the growth is. The good news is once you've gone through this process of figuring out you out and your systems for your small real estate investment business, that when you step up to syndication, you've already got a lot of that. What people are putting their money behind when they put their money in a syndicator's hand is the experience they've already had. And a lot of that experience was gained on your own investments. So this minute, you're already building your experience resume for becoming a syndicator, whether you want to or not. We're not trying to convince you to syndicate. We just watch what happens when people get frustrated because they've reached the end of their ability to qualify and to buy property. 
And rather than sit on your hands and sit out the game, it's a great opportunity for you to use that expertise and leverage that into sharing the wealth, bringing people along. There's a lot more people with that money and no time or knowledge to do with it than there are people who have taken the time to figure out what to do with it, become good, sophisticated investors, to be disciplined in the process, to have those systems and procedures in place. And that's what attracts people. Capital is attracted by great deals and great operations. If, if you've uh, ever read the book, The E-Myth by Michael Gerber, and he talks about making your first business, whatever your first small business, a prototype for a national franchise, that's his basic concept. Think about automating, systematizing, organizing a business in such a way that it's highly effective. It produces a predictable result and it operates at a profit. If you can do that with a piece of real estate, syndication is just adding one to another and just opening up additional franchises, if you will, until pretty soon you have a chain of properties all over. But the principle is each one of these is operating on kind of a prototype. And so in, in kind of wrapping up a little bit, one of the other things to think about is focus, is specialization. Is It's very exciting when you start opening up the flow of capital from private investors to run around and try and, and be expert at 15 different product types and 15 different markets. And that's a mistake. Get really good. Pick something that you enjoy doing, a space that you enjoy being in, a demographic you enjoy serving, a geographic you like working in, and a, a, the types of people, the team-wise that you'd like to really work with, and then become expert at that and build that up. And if you want to get outside of that, build that up to the point where you've got people in place that run that effectively, and then go back to the square one and cut your teeth. Or at that point, you may have enough money to go buy an existing company that knows how to do something really well, and then you can begin to build on that. And that's really the exciting part. A lot of times the idea of being a multi-billion dollar, a multi-million dollar investor is like, when you're sitting there, you know, you own two single family homes. It's like, it's like looking at the bottom of Mount Everest. You're like, I can't even ever imagine being there, but it's just one step after another, you know, and I know I've experienced it in our career, right? We've done things that have just, they blow my mind. I look at the things and I'm like, it's hard for me to believe that in just a few years, starting with what we had to work with and where we were at, where we got to, and it was through the power of syndication. But it, was, it wasn't like this big splash. It was just learning how to do a few key things well and doing them over and over and over again, building and then adding the right people, and in our case, a partner that really put it all together. Well, and that's the point, is that it is evolution over time. You may not see the top of the mountain from where you are today. You just have to see the next logical step. For you, is it just hiring a part-time VA who's going to help take things off your plate? Maybe that's a way you get some of that freedom you talked about. Maybe it is looking for a joint venture partner, a bigger deal you could go do, or maybe syndication is for you. If so, we'd love to have you come out to the Secrets of Successful Syndication. We do that event about three times a year. The next one's coming up soon. You can check the website at realestateguysradio.com and uh, look under events. Come on out and uh, spend two days not only with a great faculty, because we've got just immense uh, wisdom in the room, folks who have been through it, done it, and, and can show you all the angles of it, but the people that come to the Secrets of Successful Syndication, our listeners, are just fabulous. I think we love the event more and more because the people that have come typically are at that stage where they've had some level of success as real estate investors and they're looking to do more bigger. Yeah, and that's a lot of fun because they have war stories. People that have been in the trenches, people that have actually done deals, they know their markets, they know their product types, they can tell you what's going on as far as the trends. 
we can learn a lot about a lot of geographies and a lot of real estate product types in two days just networking with these investors from all over the country and in some cases all over the world we have had people come in from you know outside we have people from canada people from panama people from uh, latin america we've had people come from all of china i mean we've had people come from all over coming to this event because the idea of raising capital is not unique to the united states of america right. i mean you can do it in almost any free country it's something that is really exciting for a lot of people so come on out join us it's great we, we have a networking reception which is a ton of fun we'll hang out we'll have a beer together and we'll uh, talk real estate war stories and big dreams of the things you can do in syndication now i will strongly suggest that you stay the saturday night because the event is all day friday all day saturday you'll probably come in thursday night we've got a great host hotel and an excellent uh, room block rate so come in thursday night be well rested we'll start friday morning but uh, resist the temptation to fly out when the thing's done saturday evening and instead stay that extra night because we always go do something fun and you're going to get in great relationships we have people who have met at this event who've gone on to become those joint venture partners and eventually partners who have had great success so it's a it's an awesome way to get around some other investors what happens sometimes as a real estate entrepreneur is it's lonely it's a lonely business you're not having that office water cooler experience you talked about you're out there kind of on your own while coming together with a whole bunch of real estate entrepreneurs is amazing energy so come on out to that or any real estate guys event we'd love to see you there hey next week on the show we're going to talk about if you have decided to syndicate real estate where do you go raise the capital we've got a great guest and real estate entrepreneur is going to talk about raising capital for your real estate deals until then go out and make some equity happen this episode of the real estate guys radio show is brought to you by paradigm life powerful cash management strategies using life insurance learn more at beyourbank.com Mid-South Home Buyers, low-cost, turnkey cash flow properties in Memphis, Tennessee. Corporate Direct, asset protection strategies for real estate investors from attorney and rich dad advisor Garrett Sutton. Find these and other great companies under the Resources tab at realestateguysradio.com. To learn how you can expose your product or service to the Real Estate Guys audience, call 888-489-7723, extension 4. That's 888-489-7723, extension 4. Or use the feedback page at realestateguysradio.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week right here on the Real Estate Guys Radio Show.